and welcome to episode five of the Random Thoughts podcast. That's R-A-N-D-U-M-B Thoughts, and you can find us wherever quality podcasts are listed and even where the crappy ones are listed. I am your host, Darren O'Neill. On today's show, we're going to be talking about negotiation. It's something that you probably don't realize it, but you're doing it more than you think you are. We all negotiate on a daily basis, and knowing how to negotiate is a very important part of life. If you want to get ahead, get what you want. Don't want to be walked over anymore. You want to be a little bit more aggressive and assertive. Knowing how to negotiate is a big part of that. I mean, come on. It is not a coincidence that a guy that wrote the book on negotiations, The Art of the Deal, is now the president of the United States of America. Whether you like him or not, irrelevant. The man knows how to negotiate. And that's what I wanted to talk about today is negotiations. Not just, I mean, everybody I think understands in business, we negotiate. Whether, I mean, if you're a salesperson, obviously you're paid to negotiate on a daily basis because you're trying to get the best possible price. You're trying to move your product. You're trying to get the best possible placement for the product if you're selling it to retail stores and all of that. And in order to do all of these things, you have to negotiate with the people that are either buying them or either way they're buying them, whether it's the end user or whether you're selling it to another retailer who's then reselling your product. So being able to negotiate is an important thing in business. And I think we all get that. You know, you're making deals. That's all a big part of business. That is negotiation. But that's maybe another podcast on down the line if we want to talk about negotiating in business. But I want to talk about just negotiation as it relates to your average day, your average life. A lot of people aren't even under the, uh, aren't even, don't even realize that you're negotiating all the time, every day. I mean, when you call up your buddy and say, do you want to go to lunch? And he says, sure. Where do you want to go? He's like, oh, let's get Mexican. You're like, I had Mexican yesterday. How about we go to that new Chinese place? You're negotiating. You're negotiating for where you want to go eat. It's all a negotiation. It's compromising. It's hearing their point of view, getting your point of view across, and finding out a middle ground where everybody can hopefully be happy. This past week, I've been looking for some new home theater seats, just two of them. Don't have one of those great theaters. I'd love one where you could put in, you know, like eight or 10 th- seats and have the big screen and all that. Simple setup, just two seats. That's where we watch TV on a daily basis. And we've had two theater seats for quite a while now, and they're finally giving up. We've had them for over a decade. Did a great job. Wanted to go buy some more for the same company. They're no longer around. So, I mean, I guess maybe their stuff was too good because now they don't, the company no longer exists. So we went looking for new theater seats. We went to a very, very small mom and pop shop, very local. They didn't have anything on display. They were just resetting up. So they made the mistake, or I guess it wasn't a mistake because it was the only thing they could do. They told us the brand that they carried, and they told us to go to that brand's website and then let them know which one of the, which one of the products, which one of the series out of all the different theater seats that they made that we liked. So we did that. And of course, after I did that, I'm on the website that they sent me to 
And there's also the other part of the website that says, hey, show me where to buy. So I decided to see where I could buy them besides the little place that we went into. And there were a bunch of places locally that we could order them from. So I decided to shop around because that's what you have to do. And you can't just do this for one or two places. This is maybe the bottom line jumping ahead a little bit that I found out of this whole process. It is you have to be extensive when you're looking for the best possible price. You have to be extensive when doing your homework in order to be able to negotiate the best price when you're the consumer, when you're the one buying something. So I told this, emailed this company that we originally went into. I said, hey, this is the series that we're looking for. I gave them the whole rundown. Here's the type of material I want. Here's the color of the material I want. Here are the features that I want. Here's the features that I don't want. Can you give me a price? And they came back with a price, which was, hey, retail, they said, 3800 for the two seats. Now, we can do a sale price for you. And that would be 3400 I believe it was. It was, they told me 10% off. And I'm like, okay. So I looked at that. And the biggest problem from what they had just done, for me, somebody that has worked retail, somebody that understands the markups that exist in the furniture industry, you told me 10%, and I know there's more. I know there's a lot more than 10%. So I decide to send a message, because every company that was on their website about where you could buy the product, they had contact information, nice and easy. Sent the same email to all of them saying, here's exactly what I'm looking for, the manufacturer, the model number, the fabric, the accessories. This is exactly it. I'm just ready to buy, telling you exactly what I want. So a local, another local furniture store called. They gave me their price, which was $3,600. I'm like, well, okay, that's not as good as $34. I'm pretty much happy right now with the first one. They told me $34. Now, I decided to, again, one of the companies didn't respond at all. And the other company responded asking for my address so they could give me you know, everything with shipping and all that included. Their things went to my spam folder. Don't know why. It wasn't their fault. So this, the last company involved got pushed back a little bit. And the next morning, my wife and I decided, well, let's go see these at the actual furniture store because they have them on display. So even though they're a couple hundred bucks more, I just wanted to walk in the door, look at the seats sit in them because I, while we were 95% sure that these were the seats we wanted, I wanted to put my big ass in it, sit down, you know, throw the seats back, recline, see if they're as good as advertised. So we walked into the store. And of course, when you walk into a furniture store, it's like, it's old school sales. I mean, there's the guy waiting at the door. You're the chum walking in. He's re he wants to reel you in. So he leeches onto you. And it's like, hey, we just want to look at these. You know, we're interested. And then the theater seats were literally the, the first thing you saw when you walked in the door. So I'm thinking, well, hey, I mean, their price maybe should be a little bit better when this is the first thing when you walk in the door that you see are these theater seats. So we walk over, sit in them. And I'm just like, hey, you know, what's 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 kind of a sale do you have going on right now? What can you guys offer? What's the best possible deal that you can give me on these? This was our negotiation tactic, right? So like I already knew that the guy that I had talked to and I told him that I you know, had asked questions in an email. He asked if I remembered who I talked to. That guy wasn't in. 
of course, because it's a furniture store. Sometimes you're not in. So he goes, he gets the book and they're going through all the different prices and he comes down and he's like, well, this, this, and this. And he was actually more, he was like 37, which the guy on the phone told me 36. And he's like going through the pricing. And I'm like, look, like, I don't want to waste your time then. You know, we wanted to see these. I already had gotten a quote from this other company and they were 34. So if you guys are like 37, you know what? Don't even worry about it. I don't want to waste your time. I'm out the door. Well, the guy said, well, no, 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 wait, let me see what I can do. I mean, it's it, it really, it flashback to buying a car. Buying furniture is very similar to buying a car because the price that you see, the price that you are given is not the price you have to buy it for. And if you do buy the for the, what the price they're putting it on there that's listed for, you're the sucker because you're not getting the best possible price. You can't, although people hate to negotiate. It's the reason why people hate car dealers. Nobody wants to negotiate. Nobody wants to feel like they walked out the door after they had been bent over and used hard, that you didn't get, not only didn't you get the best deal that you could possibly get, but you got a horrible deal and nobody likes that feeling. So negotiating is an important thing. And we had looked these same chairs up overall at probably three or four different places online. And everybody was in this similar range. They were all in that $3,600 range, which I figured, okay, there must be some kind of, uh, you know, some kind of deal, some kind of collusion between all of the people that carried this brand of theater seats. And that's fine because that's the way a lot of these small brands work. If all the retailers get together, and decide they're going to sell it for price X and nothing lower. Well, then they all kind of, you know, they all kind of work out well. It works out well for them because the price for them is nice. I understand when I walk into a store, I expect to pay more than if I would buy something online because they have overhead. They have the salesman who grabs you when you get in the door. They have to run the air conditioning. They have to run the power. They have so many things that they have to do as far as overhead that I expect to pay a little bit more. And I'm willing to pay a little bit more for the service to get something locally rather than buying it online. So the guy basically then asks us, OK, well, they got you the lower deal. What can we do for you to buy it here? And it's like, well, OK, this is a convoluted thing because the other store, even though it's five minutes away, is in a different county. This is Chicago. So we're finally out of Crook County, slightly over the border into Will County. So the taxes are less. So they decide they're going to come up with the deal. They lower the price. Say, if we, hey, we could beat them on taxes. We can or we'll, we'll, we'll take that into consideration. If we could do this out the door for. Well, 3,300 it was, and then you had to pay the taxes and stuff. You know, if we can do this, though, at 3,300, you know, plus tax, all that, would you go with it? Sure. Why not? You know, we had, we had spent their time. At this point, I felt if all prices are in the equal range, this guy took the time. We walked into their store. Good. We'll give you the business. Now, this was at the point where I still had never gotten an email back from the with the company that asked for my address and didn't give me a price. So we agreed upon the 3300. By the time that I got home, there was an email waiting for me from the other company that was well, way 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 less. It was $750 less. So I called up the first company 
and they put me through to the, uh, um, the, the cashier, the, 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 whatever their manager in charge of these things was. And I told her, I'm like, look, I was just in there. I hate to do this, but the product that we had just ordered, I had just gotten a proposal in my email from another company, told them who it was. And I said, well, here's the price that they're offering. It's $750 less than what you guys offered. And I mean, it was like pulling teeth to get to the point that it was in the store just for them to match that other company's 34 and bring it down just enough. So I felt comfortable buying it from them. You know, woohoo, we're giving you that big hundred dollars off, which is good. I'm not discounting that hundred dollars, but they made it seem like they were pulling freaking teeth in order to beat that thirty four hundred price. Because let's remember, again, the guy that called me on the phone from the furniture store was at 36. The guy in the showroom was at 37. We got him to bring it down to 33. And now I'm calling you 15 minutes later saying uh, I need like, I would need like another 750 bucks off. And the woman without missing a beat was like, Oh, can you send me that proposal that this other company sent you? We can match that. Long story short, sent them the proposal. 15 minutes later, got a call back. No problem. Drop the price, including the delivery, including, you know, they cut the taxes down, everything out the door to beat that new price. And we ended up taking $950 off after everything that was said and done. So here, it's an interesting thing to me because I felt like, okay, I did my due diligence. I negotiated. I, 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 I went off a little early, though. That was the problem because I should have waited for this last company to give me a price before I decided who to buy from. But I thought, you know, I had done my homework. I had talked to or gotten prices from or looked up on five, six different companies that were all within about $100. Was never expecting out of left field, this other company would come in so much less. So I learned something here. Doing your homework it's not just checking two or three places and figuring everybody else must be the same. You really have to go that extra step to find out, to do the due diligence, to find out who's selling what for what if you're a buyer and you actually want the best price. And then I learned the negotiating tactic, which is something I've known because I've worked retail. And that is what somebody's going to want to price match because they want the deal. There's no doubt about it. They want the deal. Even though they're making now hundreds of dollars less, I know they're still making something because I know the furniture industry enough to know that nobody's selling anything for probably less than 40 to 50% margin. So they're still making some money. I'm getting a great price. They still got the sale. And I did my due diligence. I found the lowest price. And then I actually got that company to beat it. So that is one negotiating tactic, is, which is to go, hey, the competition's selling the exact same thing for the lower price. Will you match that? Now, they may say no. And if you're lying to them and you're bullshitting them and the other company really doesn't have it for that price, well, then you can't get it. But if that's a legitimate offer, it all works out. You get the best possible deal. So that I learned. And one thing about negotiating no matter what, and this is the hard part, especially if you're negotiating with something like your cable company, because people seem to hate their cable company. I've got Comcast, Xfinity, and 
I think they get a bad rap. Sure, things can go poorly from time to time, but overall, I'm pretty happy with the service and the price that I've been paying from Comcast for years and years and years. But I'm also one of these guys that every year when the promotional price runs out, I get back on the phone and go, hey, what can you guys do for me? You know, I'm a guy that, you know, web designer, so I use the internet a lot, but with losing the vision in one of my eyes a couple of years ago, it's like I was doing a lot less work. It's like, can you call them up and you let them know? And you don't have to have a sob story. I mean, I'm sure maybe it helps, but you don't have to have that sob story. But if you just call them up and say, hey, you know what? This is just way too expensive for what it's worth to me to get your product. What can you do? I've never had a problem where I couldn't get somebody to work with me. And if I did, calling back the next day and getting somebody else was the was the answer to my problem. Because they are willing to negotiate your cable company, your probably your cell phone company, anybody that you're doing constant billing with that wants to keep you as a customer will negotiate with you. You just have to know how to negotiate uh, if you're with Comcast. Look at the ads from DirecTV. If you're with DirecTV, look at the ads from Comcast. Find something compatible, what they're offering, because everybody's offering these new user things. And everybody thinks, well, I'm not a new user anymore. Well, I'll tell you what, the new user things, usually there is about a one year. So if you haven't been a customer for a year, you're now a new customer yet again. So it, technically, you could jump back and forth, get DirecTV's new customer offer for a year. Then you could jump back to Comcast, then you could jump back to DirecTV. So thinking you're not a new customer and you can't get those offers, threatening to cancel, asking for the retentions department, they will deal with you. And I've never had a problem getting a lower price on my cable bill just by simply calling and asking. But here, I believe, is one of the, one of the keystones to this because I read online all the time people that aren't successful when doing this. One of the most important things to remember when you're negotiating with your cable company is to be nice. I know that's revolutionary. That's crazy talk, but be nice. I'll never understand when somebody's complaining about a price, complaining about a problem. I've worked retail, so I've been on the other side of this. But when people call you for help and then treat you like you're an asshole, you don't want to help them and you won't. So they lose, you laugh, and they decide that you just gave them poor customer service because you didn't give in to their demands or whatever it was. I have found you say hi, you use the person's name who answers the phone if you can understand it a lot of times, and I can't understand it if they're from India. Sometimes I can't understand them at all, and I feel bad because I know they're doing a job, but this happens every now and then where I just have to say, look. Maybe my hearing sucks. I'm an old guy, played a lot of rock and roll in my days, and I just can't understand what you're saying. But as long as that little rant out of the way, you be nice, use their name, ask them how their day is going, and you'd be amazed at how quickly these customer service reps that don't want to help anybody else will be willing to help you. Because 95% of the people, maybe that's a slight exaggeration, that are calling them are treating them like assholes. Be the nice guy. You're going to do better in the negotiation. And sometimes you don't even realize that you're negotiating when you're negotiating. This happens to me enough that I believe that this is what's going on 
And it helps if you are a regular, regular at a restaurant and that, and you're a good tipper and all that. But I have found that when the waitress comes up to your table, waiter, the best thing you can possibly do is look them in the eye, listen to them when they're speaking, and, uh, and again, be nice, be polite. I've heard from more than enough people who wait tables that one of their pet peeves are that people treat them like shit that people treat them like servants, that they don't even want to look them in the eye when they come to the table. They're just looking down in their menu and they'll answer them, but they won't even look at them when they answer them. Again, these are the people that are bringing you your food. Be nice to them. A lot of times you'll notice things like maybe one of the drinks you ordered won't be on the bill or the chili that you ordered before the meal won't be on the bill. Things that your waiter or waitress can do to be nice to you, you've not even realized you're negotiating, but just by being nice to them, they're going to do something for you. The negotiation has begun. And then probably, unless you're a dick, you're going to give them even a little bit of a better tip because, you know, if that $3 drink or $4 chili is no longer on the bill, I think that kind of opens up your funds a little bit for a little bit of a higher tip. But that's just the way I roll. And it works. It absolutely works. We're negotiating all the time. If you're married, you're negotiating every day of the year. You're negotiating about what you want to eat, where you want to go, what you're going to spend your money on, what color the new drapes are going to be. It's all a negotiation. You want to give your point of view. And one of the most important things about negotiating is listening. Listen to the other side. Find out what they want. Find out what they expect and let them do most of the talking. The person that does most of the talking in a negotiation is usually the one that's going to come out on the lower end. Tell what you want, make your demand, say, this is what I'm looking to get, and then sit back and listen. That's a hard thing, especially for podcasters. We like to talk and sometimes we can find it hard to listen, but I think I've trained myself well enough to understand that listening is a very important thing. So in your personal life, you're doing these negotiations all the time. When you're buying a product, obviously that is a legitimate negotiation. You're going back and forth. You're, you're talking about price. You're trying to get the best deal. Same thing with your cable company. But for people, you know, asking somebody out on a date is kind of a negotiation. You're looking to get your product placed where you want to get your product placed, guys. That's a negotiation. You know, and then again, with your friends or on a date, where do you want to go? What movie do you want to see? Where do you want to go eat? And then be nice to the waitress when you're there. So your personal life is filled with negotiations. And one of the main things you have to remember is that people are not rational. Dan Ariely is an MIT professor, has a bunch of books on irrationality. One of them, which is my favorite, is called Predictably Irrational. I recommend everybody pick this book up, read it and devour it and understand they did a bunch of different tests and they found that the human brain is completely irrational. One of the things that I remember from the book when it comes down to buying products and that, and it really hit me when I was looking for these theater seats because I'm a bigger guy. So the theater seats that I went to were the ones that were the biggest and they had all the bells and whistles and that. So they were the more expensive theater seats. Well, one of the things they discuss in this book is that the first price that you imagine buying a product at, that you really consider buying it at, 
makes a huge difference in how much you will spend. Meaning, if you're really thinking about buying a laptop, and the laptops that you're looking at are like oh, the, a $500, you know, Chromebook, something like that, and that's the laptop you're really considering buying, you're going to have a real hard time in your brain buying a MacBook Pro for $3,000. On the other end of that, if the first laptop that you truly consider buying is that $3,000 laptop, then it's, it's, it's like no big deal. That price doesn't seem like it's that out of control. So it's just the order of things can make a big difference. And in the negotiation with yourself on whether you're paying too much, not paying enough, or whatever. And let's all understand, besides our personal life and our business life with negotiation, there's also the spiritual life. I think we've all made promises to God, whatever you consider God to be. You know, there's no atheists in a foxhole, people always say. And there's that negotiation. God, if you get me out of this, you're doing a negotiation. You're, you're trying to get your point of view heard. You're trying to get what you want from somebody that is controlling that. I mean, one of the things that I always found the most interesting when it comes down to people talking about gangsters and that, when, if you ever watch The Sopranos, they go to church. Big bad gangster, killing people on Monday, but going to church on Sunday. You've got to think that maybe Tony Soprano is doing a little negotiation with the guy upstairs. You know what I mean? I think he probably was. So we negotiate all the time, every day, each and every day, whether we realize we're doing it or not. And understanding the concepts and understanding how to negotiate can help your life go a lot better than if you don't. And there's hours and hours and hours that can be gone over as far as how to negotiate, but it's simple things. Do your homework. Be nice. Don't make it into a war because never make something personal when it doesn't have to be. You're just looking for the best price. The sales guy that's trying to charge you way more, that's just his job. Don't take it personally. And that way, everybody's happier. You treat them better. They treat you better. They like you. They decide maybe they can give you a little bit of a lower price. And, you know, when you're negotiating in anything, just kind of remember those simple things. Be nice. Tell what you want. Shoot for the moon. Don't limit yourself. And, you know, again, be nice. Be polite. Make your case. And then sit back and listen. Now, I hope you'll dig, are you digging these shows? I hope you're digging these shows. You can reach out to us in a bunch of different ways. Uh, the easiest is probably on Twitter right now. My Twitter handle, Darren O'Neill, D-A-R-R-E-N-O-N-E-I-L-L. Uh, feel free to hit me up in there. I was going to make a Random Thoughts podcast account, uh, but that you need to like tie a phone number into Twitter now for some reason, because you know we have to make things harder and harder and harder. So we're going to get that set up but we don't have that right now. So reach out to me I'm personally on Twitter, and you can also email me at Darren at randomthoughts.com. Tell me what you like about the show, what you hate about the show, and please tell a friend about the show. would love to get this base going. If you want to help support the show, the best thing you can do is subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. You can do that on the iTunes podcast store. You can do that on the Google Play podcast store. You can do that using just the RSS feed as well. And if you can rate us, leave a comment, leave a uh, leave a review of the podcast. 
All of those things definitely help. And again, tell a friend. That is the biggest thing. Tell a friend, turn them onto the show. I would be eternally grateful to you if you could do that. Uh, Otherwise, have a great week. Go out, negotiate, kick some ass. Tell me how it goes. Until next time, I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening.